Welcome to Godly Goosebumps podcast. Uh, this week's edition, we're telling another story uh, as we have been, stories that only God can orchestrate. We're praying that these stories, as you listen to them, you see how God moves in our lives, that he's holy, that he's divine, that he is in charge of this world. We know that the entire world he holds in the palm of his hand. You and I, we like to worry about everything because everything seems to be out of our control, but not with God. He never worries. He never's late. He's never tarries. He always shows up on time. And often we do not see his hand working behind the scenes. So we're here. My name is Dudley Rutherford. I'm the senior pastor of Shepherd Church out in Los Angeles, the great city of Los Angeles. And we just believe that God has placed us here on the West Coast to make a difference here in Los Angeles and California and in the entire United States and the world. Many of you know that the world is full of people that are blind to spiritual truth. They do not understand the things of God. There's some veil that has been placed over their, their mind, their eyes, and they cannot see spiritual truths. This podcast, Godly Goosebumps, and you can learn more about us at godlygoosebumps.com. We want to encourage you to follow us at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you're listening, you can watch the podcast. We have a beautiful set here that was designed by my good friend, Simeon. You can get a hold of him at Simeon James Design. I believe on Instagram, but uh, we're telling stories. Sometimes we read Bible stories, uh, we explain scripture. Sometimes it's something that happened a thousand years ago, 200 years ago, or maybe something that happened this last week. And we tell these stories. And when you hear these stories, that it sends a chill up your spine. You get what we call godly goosebumps. It, you know, some people, you think of goosebumps, you think I'm scared. No, they, they, we're not trying to scare anybody. We want you just to be like, you hear some story, it's just unbelievable. It's God working behind the scene. It's a story that only God could orchestrate. So hit that subscribe button. If you're interested in hearing our podcast week after week, and if you subscribe, then you'll, you'll be the first uh, to know when that story has hit hit the podcast platform. And we are working on a book, just so you know. We're putting together a book with all of these stories, and uh, we'll, you'll be the first to know when that book uh, is available. Uh, today's podcast is called Choices uh, because we all make choices, and oftentimes we don't realize the consequence of our choices can have an effect for generations to come. Sometimes we think that what I'm doing right now is only affecting the here and the now, but oftentimes those choices affect things for the rest of time here on this earth. So I want to tell you this story. This was, this was quite a few years ago, all right? This, this was not recent. Some of this story it might sound redundant here in a little bit, but just know that when I tell you this story, that this story began many years ago, uh, I received a letter in the mail 
that was sent to me by a woman named Jennifer. And she's given me permission. I, I want to share her words with you. This, this is what her letter read. This is how I read her letter. Uh, she had written, it says, Dear Pastor Dudley, for the past five and a half years, think about this. She goes, I have wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. So something had happened in her life five and a half years ago. She'd, she'd always wanted to write a letter. She just had never written it. And so she goes, for the past five and a half years, I have wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm sure that people thank you every day. But she writes, I want to thank you for saving. She's writing this to me. She goes, I want to thank you for saving my five-year-old Scotty's life. Her son's name was Scotty. And she goes, I want to thank you for saving his life. Literally, she writes. Then she tells me her story in this letter. She says, I'm a recovering addict. And one week after I got clean, that's not a very long time. She'd been sober for one week, seven days. She discovered she was pregnant. She was living in a sober living home. And they came to her and they told her, you cannot stay here in the sober living home if you're pregnant. You have to leave. Well, they gave her a choice at the time. They told her, you either have to terminate that pregnancy or you have to move out. This was their advice. I want you to think about this. Here's a woman. She's, she's been living, uh, she's been sober for one week. Now, it took her a while to get there. But her life is pretty much in shambles. She, she turns up pregnant. She's been sober for one week. And they come to her and they tell her, think about this. I want you to think about this. They tell her, you've either got to abort that baby or move out. Like, where is she going to go? What is she going to do? Where is she going to work? How is she going to provide? And she wrote to me in this letter, and she said, all I could do was blame God and ask why. Here I was trying to get my life together, and look what happened. And this woman wrote to tell me that she decided to terminate the pregnancy. And she had scheduled, she had already scheduled an abortion for the following Tuesday. She was given permission to leave the sober living home for 24 hours, and her sister-in-law, again, this is God working behind the scenes, her sister-in-law invited her to go to church someplace up there in Porter Ranch, up there in the hills, northwest L.A. The Sunday before her Tuesday appointment to abort her baby. She said she'd only been there for about 10 days. She was not supposed to leave the sober living home without supervision for 30 days. But the director, bless his heart, said that she could go to church. So she had to go to church and come right straight back to the sober living home. And then that Tuesday she was going to Abort her child. That Sunday, she writes, is the day I will never forget. She said, I entered this strange church, and this guy, Pastor Dudley Rutherford, that's me, was preaching. 
And she said in her letter that she felt like I was preaching right at her. I didn't know she was there. I'd been working all week on a sermon. And in case you've ever, if you don't know what a minister does or what I do every week, when I walk off the stage from preaching, I got to preach the next weekend. I've only got a few days to turn around and come up with another sermon, and it's all God working and leading my heart and my thoughts and and in my mind on what am I going to share next week. Like I preached last weekend, I don't know what I'm preaching next weekend. I don't have any idea. The Holy Spirit leads me. So this woman shows up and I'm preaching and she says, I feel like you were speaking right directly to me. I don't even know this woman. I don't know about her situation. And I'm just preaching what God has asked me or led me to speak. But she feels, and this is how God works. This is how I get these godly goosebumps. I'm doing what God wants me to do. She gets to church because her sister-in-law invited her. She's going to have this abortion on Tuesday. She comes to church. She's never been there. Shepherd Church up in Porter Ranch. She sits there, strange place, large place. She doesn't know a single person but her sister-in-law. She feels like I'm preaching right at her. And she said, your sermon was about choices, choosing God's way. And how the choices that we make will affect us for the rest of our lives. I think sometimes, I think I remember, I might have remembered that sermon because this was a long time ago. Long time ago. I mean a long time ago. And I remember in a sermon, I, it was probably that sermon, I've said this before, there's, you know, you're talking about Las Vegas, that they've promoted this whole Las Vegas experience is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's the idea that, you know, you can live a, a life. You can, you can basically live a double life that you can go to Vegas and commit any sin you want to commit. And when you leave and you come back to your home where you live, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, that it doesn't come, come with you back home. And I remember saying, and I remember saying in certain sermons, I've said, I've said to the church, you remember, you know that phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I said, that's, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because the truth is, what happens in Vegas stays with you for the rest of your life. Oh, I'm going to say that again. What happens in Vegas stays with you the rest of your life. What happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. What happens in Vegas, when you go and you make decisions and choices and you do things there, those every choice has a consequence those choices stay with you for the rest of your life don't believe the lie that's a lie from the pit of hell what happens in vegas stays with you for the rest of your life but anyway back to the letter i was uh preaching on choices she said choosing god's way and how the choices that we make will affect us for the rest of our lives Needless to say, God, she, write, she wrote this in this letter. God made it possible for me to hear you preach and then cancel my appointment on Tuesday. Oh, I'm clapping on that one. She wrote to tell me that her son turned five years old on November 18th. Scotty was dedicated to the Lord on May 18th. 
and she was baptized on that same day. And she writes, Pastor Dudley, I will forever be grateful that God has brought you into my life. And she writes this. this these are not my words. She writes, here's what I want you to know. God cannot bless our nation if we're going to abort and kill 50 million babies every 35 years. Sincerely, Jennifer. Sincerely, Jennifer. So she tells me this story, and uh, she wrote me that letter a long, long time ago. And there have been times where I've preached a sermon about choosing life, and I'll, I'll think about Scotty and the many other children who were rescued from abortion. And I, I don't know the number, but I think since 1973, we've, we've, we've aborted over 60 million babies. It's a tragedy on so many levels. So do you have that story? That, that's not the end of the story. Recently, I was on uh, hosting a radio show called KKLA. It's a largest Christian radio station here in LA, 99.5 FM radio, 99.5 FM KKLA. You can go to their website, kkla.com. I actually got a, a call uh, today. They asked me to host this Friday. I can't because I'm going to be out of town, but I host from time to time. And recently, just a few weeks ago, I hosted that show, and we spent the whole hour. I had a woman in studio named Talitha. Talitha goes to my spin class. I teach a spin class on Wednesday night, just so you know, in Los Angeles, a Christian spin class. I had Talitha on the radio program, KKLA, the largest Christian radio station in the world, and we spent the entire hour, I just had people call in and tell us their story. So in the course of that interview, and I, I wish I could put that radio program on this podcast, and, and someone needs to remind me, I need to call them and ask them if I can. I heard story after story after story where we just open up the phone lines and we let people call in and tell their stories did you have an abortion? Did you not have an abortion? What was the consequences of your abortion? What led you to that abortion? Do you regret having that abortion? Are you glad you didn't have the abortion? We just opened up. We let women tell their stories. They, did, they didn't need to hear me preach or me teach or give them my opinion on things. I just wanted Los Angeles to hear the stories of women who've made some of the most difficult decisions in their life. And were they glad they made that decision or did they regret that they made that decision. And if they made the wrong decision, did God, how has God provided? How has God shown them grace? It was, it was a moving, I'm telling you, I had goosebumps on that radio program that day. Well, after we hosted that radio program, I received a letter again out of the blue. This was last, this was January 21 the year 2022, and it reads, this is going to sound a little redundant, because you, but, but stay with me. She said, Dear Pastor Dudley Rutherford, I thought I'd give you an update. I've not heard from this woman for like 15 years. She goes, I want to give you an update. My name is Jennifer, because she knew that I'd probably forgotten her story. My son Scotty was rescued from an abortion almost 20 years ago, she writes. 
I write to you many years ago. I wrote to you many years ago thanking you for being a part of my choice, my choice to not abort my baby. I discovered I was pregnant when I was living in sober living. I was told I could not continue to live with the sober living and be pregnant, and I was told by the doctor I could terminate the pregnancy or I'd have to move out. And all I knew is I was trying to get my life together, and I couldn't believe God had done this to me. And then she writes in parentheses, of course, it had nothing to do with unprotected sex. So she realizes that that was just an excuse that she was making, that this wasn't God's fault, that this was really something, that decisions that she had made. And so she writes, I scheduled an abortion to terminate my pregnancy and to continue to get my life together. Think about that. You're going to abort your baby to get your life together? But that's where we are today as a society. She continues in the letter, My sister-in-law brought me to church the Sunday before the Tuesday scheduled abortion, and Pastor Dully was preaching on choices. Isn't Isn't it interesting to you that 20 years later, she remembers every detail of that day and every detail of that moment? She said, the Tuesday scheduled abortion, Pastor Dully's preaching on choices, how the choices you make today will affect the rest of our lives. And all I could do is sit there wondering, who told Pastor Dudley I was coming that Sunday? Needless to say, she writes, my choice was to not terminate my pregnancy. She reminds me, Scotty was dedicated on the same day as I was baptized at Shepherd Church, May 18, 2003. Then she writes this. Scotty is now 19 years old. He graduated high school with honors from Trinity Classical Academy and now is a first-year student at Pepperdine University. And she writes, I couldn't be prouder of my son. My gift from God. I can't imagine she writes. These are, this is her last sentence. I can't imagine my life had I made the choice to terminate my pregnancy. Sincerely, Jennifer. All oh, ladies and gentlemen, as God worked in her life, God wants to work in your life. And if you're listening this very moment and you're blaming God for something, you need to rethink that blame, that cause of God. Because if you have found yourself in a world of trouble, It's not because God put you there. It's because of choices that you have made, choices that I've made. God created us with the ability to choose. We are not robots. God could have made us robots. Oh, hear that again. God could have made us as robots. He could have made you a robot. He could have made me a robot where we have no emotion. We have no choices that we just respond like a computer. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you where there was no freedom of choice, but God created us with this thing called choice. He gave that choice to Adam and Eve. 
He put them in a garden. It was perfect. It was paradise. And he says to them, do whatever you want. Just stay away from the one fruit of the one tree. And they had a choice to either obey him or not obey him. And they chose to eat of that fruit. They chose to go against God's word. And as a result of their choice to disobey God, they were kicked out of that paradise. God has so many blessings in store for you and for me. He's waiting for us to make the right choice. And as this woman wrote me this letter to thank me for saving the life of her child, I I did not save the life of her child. She was the one who saved the life of her child. I might have helped. Might have been just that one thought that what stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays with you the rest of your life. It might have been something that someone else said, but her sister-in-law was involved in this store. Her sister-in-law brought her to a church. The people that have built this church over the course of many, many years, the people that were there that day, the worship leaders that were leading worship that day, the people that were there singing, the people that were there praying, the greeters at the door, everyone played a part in that, in that decision, that choice, but it was still her choice. Deuteronomy chapter 30 says, The day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God and listen to his voice and hold fast to him. Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. I'm not lying. I've got goosebumps right now just thinking about this story today. Oh, give us a follow, subscribe, hit that su- subscribe button. Don't, don't turn this off without doing that. We'll have another story next week. Go to godlygoosebumps.com. Submit your story. I just read to you Jennifer's story. I want to hear your story. Whatever area of life that you've seen God's hand move miraculously in your life, Send us that story. There's a form. You just go to godlygoosebumps.com. You can fill out that form and send it to us. We'll read it over the air. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Get a hold of us at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Godly Goosebumps. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back next week with another story that only God can orchestrate.